All right, welcome back to another episode of Real Talk. Jeff here, Brad, how are you, sir? Not too bad, how are you? Oh, living the dream, living the dream. We took uh, took a bit of a hiatus last week, but we are back and we're talking some NBA. Um, I guess we're going to wrap up the Eastern Conference Finals. We'll talk a little bit about the Western Conference Finals, and then we're going to the Finals, so... As of as of uh, as of now, I guess you could talk a little bit about what you thought of the West. Obviously, Kawhi Leonard out and and Chris Paul and the Suns were able to capitalize, even though Chris Paul missed the first couple of games due to COVID. Yeah, um, kind of like last year with the Lakers. Um, the Lakers was a little bit more anticipated, I would say, in the bubble, but Suns just kind of took care of business. No matter who they played, they just. They, they are very well versed. They have a great starting five collectively. And it seems like no matter what you're good at, they have a way to minimize what you're good at. And they're good kind of at everything. They can shoot the three ball. They can play perimeter. They can play down low. They can play with pace. They can play in the half court. They can just attack from many ways. And Chris Paul playing the way he is. I mean, another another 40-point game in these playoffs and a, and a clinching game, and Suns have just been amazing. Um, the Clippers did better than last year, but, you know, there was a, uh, a take I heard last year, the first year the Clippers were together with Paul George and Kawhi, and they said, you know, Kawhi taking over the role of offensive scorer, you know, Paul George being their best defender, and, you know, that's how it plays, but they're best suited maybe in switching those roles, letting Paul George run the offense. The ball seems to have more fluidity, better movement, and Kawhi play defense on the best players. But whichever it was, they won two games and they didn't have Kawhi. It's unfortunate, but every team's dealt with stars missing games. So I'm not going to put that, you know, the only thing that hurt the Clippers. Suns have just been dominant second seed in the West, and then they ran through everybody they had to play, so on to the final. Yeah, you know, the one thing I, I was I was shocked when the Clippers were able to take down Utah without Kawhi in those last couple of games, going back at, you know, a series, and uh, you know, I, I just kind of seemed like they were completely under undermanned against the Suns team, and they were at the end of the day. But the one thing I, I think I learned out of this series is I was I mean, I don't know if I was 100 percent wrong, but I was definitely wrong as far as what I said the other day. Paul George is he's a dude, you know, um, the other day I said that we were asking too much of Paul George. And I said he's basically a 22 point a night guy and stop asking anything more than that. And Paul George ended up being like a 37 point a night guy with 10 rebounds and four or five assists. I mean, he played honestly lights out over the last Let's see here, eight games, nine games, ten games. He's been really good. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what this team does moving forward because they only have Paul George locked up. You know, Kawhi Leonard uh, obviously is a free agent at the end of this year. He can do whatever he wants. I would assume he would stay in L.A., but there's a couple other chances for him to move out in teams that make sense. So back to the Suns. Chris Paul finally does it. He finally goes to the, the NBA finals and I'm interested to see who they're going to play because when the Hawks got to the Eastern conference finals and I said, not only were they going to beat the bucks, but they were going to win it all. And I actually stand by that. As long as Trey, Trey young is healthy. I think the, the Hawks are the best team remaining. Um, 
And I was really impressed that they were able to beat the Bucks without Trey Young the other night. And now tonight, Giannis is out. What do you think about this series? I know you had picked the Bucks in, in a sweep. Obviously, there's been a lot of things that have that have happened in this series. But where are you at on the Eastern Conference Finals? I don't know. It's so hard for me because I just I don't know. Maybe because the Hawks have been so bad, like for so long, they haven't really been relevant that I just can't add them being as good as they are. But ever since they did the coach switch. You know, they finished the regular season 27-11 and 11 and were a really good team. And they're proving it's not just Trey Young. Yeah, he's the star. He gets a lot of the attention. But this team has a lot of different ways to beat you, and, and they're really well coached. So um, as much as I thought the Bucks would sweep or even win in five, I mean, they had Giannis and were down by 30. I mean, they only scored 38 points at half or something like that in game three. So I – I'd have to assume the Hawks are going to win the series. I mean, especially if the Bucks don't have Giannis. I mean, he's out for game five. We established um, earlier today it was released. And as much as I thought the Hawks couldn't win without Trey Young, and they did, I think I'm even more in the fact that I don't think the Bucks can win without Giannis. I think he's a huge part to their game. Um after seeing these teams play four games, there's not really a reason for me to not take the Hawks. I mean, the Hawks win big or lose close in most of these games as to where the Bucks, you know, I I don't know. The Bucks are a weird team because they should be destroying the Hawks and they're not. Or maybe I just don't get it with the Hawks. I don't know. I mean, I, I've – I started off – watching these playoffs and though I think the first playoff game I caught was Atlanta and the Knicks and that game was so much fun and I thought a lot of it had so to do good. with just the Knicks energy and stuff but as I'm watching I'm like watching Atlanta and I part of me was like not wanting to fully buy into the team because they were playing the Knicks and though I like the Knicks I didn't consider them an NBA contender for the championship you know right. and then and then they had to play help me out um, Sixers. The 76ers. 76ers. And after that first game, I remember getting on this podcast and saying, this team doesn't get punked. They're not going to let you bully them around. And then when they took down the Sixers, it was like, wait a minute. This team's actually really good. And they're actually multidimensional. They pretty much go, their starting five's really good. And then they have about two other guys that can come in and really contribute too. Um, Lou Williams off the bench, one of those guys. I don't know. I just re- I really like Atlanta. They've they're undefeated in game ones this year. Um, I'm considering this game one tonight because this is a three game series now. It's first one to two. I think they're going to pick up this win I, and they'll be able to get one of the last two. I my the hardest thing about me supporting the Suns or the the Hawks is yes they did beat the 76ers but when they beat them. To me, it was so obvious that it was simply because Ben Simmons won't shoot. Like, Ben Simmons handicapped the 76ers, and the 76ers dropped game six and seven, and I thought it was more of a miracle than, like, something they were capable of repeating. So I thought the Bucks would come in, and, you know, I, I think they're a more reliable team than the 76ers. So I thought it would they, they would just roll. But, you know, they win game one, they go down two games, and then without Trey Young, they, they destroy the Bucks pretty, very badly. And then, you know, going into game five, I, I don't see any reason to believe that without Giannis, 
they're going to be better against the Hawks. I don't, I just don't foresee that happening, but I didn't see that with Trey Young. So it's really crazy. I mean, maybe it's momentum of home courts. I don't know. I, I, I basketball is not a sport I watch a whole lot of, but it's very hard for me to predict basketball. I just don't, I don't know. Cause I would think that the bucks would be up three, one in this series right now. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, my pick was the Hawks versus the Suns, and I'm intrigued to see if that matchup's going to hold true. And I, I, I hope it happens with a healthy Trey Young if it does happen, because I would love to see the, the new school Trey Young versus the, you know, the old school CP3, the point god. But we'll see where this goes. I think both teams are very young and very energetic. The Bucks don't count the Bucks out. Um, the one thing they've been all year is healthy, and you know now that Giannis is out, they still have two very good players. We'll see where it goes. I could see Middleton having a really big game tonight, just like Paul George just recently had. It wouldn't shock yeah. me. So, plus they're home tonight. So we'll see where it goes. Um, it's you know it's Bucks and then Hawks and then Bucks again as far as uh, if we home court. Yeah, first home yeah. court. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much all I got NBA wise as far as uh, as far as the Euros. Obviously, those are in full effect. Knockout stages in. Um, I'll go ahead and recap a couple of games or who, and I'll, I'll let you, uh, let you see if you want to make any comments. So first round of 16, we had Wales losing to Denmark and Italy losing or beating, um, Australia or Austria. Sorry. Any comments mm-hmm. on those games? Um, Denmark, obviously it's a, it's a great story. Christian Eriksen, that's the team that he played for the, the guy who collapsed on the field in the first group stage game. Yeah. Um, for them to overcome, you know, that scenario and rally the troops and, and and get to the knockout stages and then destroy Wales in amazing fashion, 4-0. Uh, good for them, great story. And as for Italy, uh, that should have been over quicker. But again, when you get these teams that face giants, tactically they set up to, to you know, get a lot of guys back on defense. Probably wasn't the best game to watch from the neutral perspective, but Italy's a great team that, they should have moved on more dominant fashion, but easy win. Uh, Sunday, we had the um, Czech Republic being the Netherlands and then Belgium knocking off Portugal. Um, any comments there? Um, Czech Republic, that's not a household name. You wouldn't think they'd make it this far. Netherlands, one of the three teams who had a perfect group stage. Um, it really came down to a terrible error on Netherlands. Uh, if you guys didn't see the play, defender played it wrong. He tripped and fell. And he used his hand to slap the ball away. Stopped a uh, obvious goal-scoring opportunity. Not only was it a red card and a free kick, but um, you know, you, you, you're not only a free kick, but you get a red card. You know, you put your team down. A guy, Czech Republic controlled the game, scored shortly after, scored another one to bury him. Uh, really going to put that on one guy, Delict. Um, as Belgium Portugal goes, this is statistically uh, FIFA rankings: the fifth-ranked team, Portugal, versus the number one team in the world, Belgium, and Goodness, from a neutral perspective, this game had everything, and the only goal was a absolute worldie by Thorgan Hazard. Yes, that's his name, Thorgan. Uh, Thorgan Hazard had an absolute brilliant goal just outside the box. Nasty shot, and, you know, those are the kind of games you like. I know the next day was nice where there was 18 goals or whatever, or 14 goals in two games, but Portugal-Belgium, someone had to lose. Great game. Uh, as you alluded to, we got a couple of barn burners here. So Croatia and 
Spain play each other, and Spain knocks out Croatia. And then France and Switzerland go into um, extras, and Switzerland knocks off France in a monumental upset. What do you got on these? Yeah. Um, uh, Just like Portugal being the defending Euro champions, France are the defending World Cup champions, both knocked out. Um, Starting with Croatia, well, I'll do both of them at the same time because what these games really had was both times a team was up 3-1 in the 80th minute. And in the last 10 minutes of the game required two goals. Absolute madness late in games in both of them. Uh, both game tying games were an extra time, sent in overtime. In the Spain-Croatia game, Spain kind of took control. There was really not a whole lot of fight from Croatia. The better team really prevailed there. When it comes to France-Switzerland, Switzerland defended as a unit. It was amazing to watch, inspiring at times. They get it to PKs. First kickers both make it, second, third, fourth. Then it gets to the last takers, and Kylian Mbappe scored once in his last 10 games for France. Boy wonder. Keeper makes a good save. Hard shot, not a terrible PK on frame. What can you say? But again, when we talked about the Euros, I gave you all eight teams. I said these teams will not lose unless they play one of the other eight teams. This is held true in every game except Switzerland versus France and a massive upset. And Switzerland should be fun going forward because if they can beat France, you can beat anybody. So last last uh, couple of games here, the first round, you have England knocking off Germany, and Sweden lo- using Sweden losing to Ukraine. Wow, I could not get that out. <laughs> what are your comments here? Um, England versus Germany, massive massive rivalry that dates back a long time and Germany's won it most of the time. This was a huge win for England, and England being a squad that the average age is around 25 years old, this is a team that we're going to be able to watch for the next eight years as a solid unit. They're spoiled for choice all over, but you'd have to say the difference maker in the game was the left back, Luke Shaw. He was a catalyst in the second goal, and he's, he had the assist on the first goal. Huge win for England, and honestly, right now, I, my – my prediction from the final eight, I like I like England versus Spain in the final. Watch out for England. They, they could really turn it on here. Ukraine, Sweden, kind of two teams nobody thinks can win at all. Kind of both sneak out of the group stage, and then they kind of meet each other. Ukraine has a worldie from their left back, Zinchenko. You know, he scores a goal. Sweden levels it up. Great shot from Forsberg. Should have had two or three more. Hit the, hit the woodwork a couple times. But uh, they get a red card real late in the game and an extra time down a guy. The defense just came up short and Ukraine scores a last minute winner and advances. And that's what that's what these are. Just like in the NFL playoffs, NBA playoffs, it's just survive and advance. It doesn't have to look pretty. You don't have to make a statement. You just got to put the ball in the net and advance. So the next round looks really fun. Um, Two really good games and three that could be, you know, actually, I think there's there's four really good games here. Um, Switzerland, Spain, obviously Switzerland just beat France. Spain's playing lights out. Italy's a super hot team. Belgium's the number one team ranked left in the world in the Euros, but their two star players left the last game early with injury. Let's, Czech Republic, let's, Denmark. Let's, let's take a quick timeout. Switzerland, Spain. We have some time here. Who are you taking? Yeah. Oh, I'm taking Spain. Spain. I'm taking Spain. 
I'm taking Spain, and I'm taking Spain by multiple goals. I think this is going to be a 3-0, 4-0 game. Say so, that so because... Time out. So, time out. You don't think Switzerland has anything left after upsetting France? Um, I, I think it's just about matchups. Um, France plays a lot of back-and-forth soccer, which favors Switzerland in an upset attempt. Uh, being able to have the ball moving back and forth and having quite a bit of possession. Anybody who watches Spain knows their players are very finesse, and they don't like to have less than 70, 75% possession. They oftentimes have three to 400 more passes than the opposition. Switzerland doesn't have quite the quality up top to be able to just score off counters. I think Spain wears them down, and they're they're scoring a lot of goals, Spain is, which was one of their critiques heading into the tournament. Will they be able to put the ball in the net enough? They've scored five goals in back-to-back games. Um, I just don't think this is as good of a matchup. France kind of also played way too loose. They looked like they knew they were the better team and didn't really take them seriously, thought it was over when it was up 2-0, or 3-1, excuse me. But um, I don't think Spain makes that same mistake. Spain has a lot more to prove, a lot on the line. They have a, a really, really young team, a lot of new faces from the last time they won the Euros in 2012. I think Spain takes care of business. What about Belgium, Italy? Um, if if uh, Kevin De Bruyne is healthy and the ankle holds up, I'm, I'm going to take Belgium. I really like them from top to bottom. But Italy, again, they just don't really allow goals. It's it's not a ton. I know they got scored on last game, but I believe they held they held up zeros in all three group stage games. Only allowed one to Austria. Um, and Italy's very hot right now. They've 31 games unbeaten. So this is going to be two juggernauts really clashing here, Belgium and Italy. This is a game from the neutral perspective. You want to turn on all the starters for both teams, play for big clubs in the world. They're all household names, and that, it's just quality everywhere. It's going to be a really good game. Oh, uh, we got here Czech Republic, Denmark. Your two Cinderella's. I mean, those two in Ukraine are really the three teams I don't think anyone would have given a shot to. Switzerland, I know they beat France and it was an upset, but they do have some some players, Zerdan Shakiri, Granite Xhaka, you know, some players that, you know, you know. I I really couldn't name anybody on Czech Republic or Denmark after Christian Eriksen goes down. So these are two teams that it's going to be fun that one of them are guaranteed to be in the final four. Um I say they're the last two Cinderella's left because kind of skipping ahead to our next game. England's just got too much quality for Ukraine. Uh, England and Germany, kind of when they got the draw, looking at their sides of the bracket, whoever beat each other has a good chance to make it all the way to the final on that game. They they look strong. They look confident. Uh, Harry Kane, their top striker, who hasn't really got going in the tournament, was able to get a goal last game against Against the Germans, that's really good for him and the squad. And England's rolling. I think they take out Ukraine. Um, you asked for game picks in all of them, though. I think we'll see Spain versus Belgium. And I think we'll see the Czech Republic versus England in the final four. Okay. Well, um, that pretty much wraps up Euros, too. So do you know what today is, Brad? Today is July 1st. That baseball player, I don't remember his name. I know you love this story, though. No, no, it's actually not where, where I was going. going oh, but Bobby Biden's here, whatever. He's like a million bucks. 
No, it's actually going with <laughs> today is a Thursday, and it is exactly it is. 10 weeks until NFL kickoff. And there is eight divisions. And uh, we're going to start breaking those down starting next week. And uh, be on the lookout for your favorite team's division. Uh, be on the lookout for your, you know, some other divisions that you're looking at for. So we're excited about these. Brad and I put a lot of work into these last year. I think we're going to we're gonna step it up a notch this year. Um, I think Brad missed, just for the timing of things, I think you did all but two divisions with me last year. And I'm looking forward to our format going the entire way. And uh, I think I think we'd be open to having guests on if you guys are listening and want to defend your team. We'd be open to that. But, uh, you know, we have a, I don't know, a nice little structure that we did last year. And I think it broke down pretty well. We're going to give you your top yeah. offseason accusations. We're going to give you whoever left. We're going to give you the first five games of the year. And we're basically going to tell you how your team's going to do. Yeah. And uh eight weeks that gives us two weeks afterwards you know there's still time for movement or breaking news or injuries in preseason and training camp so gives us two weeks to maybe go back and recap some teams we've changed opinions on and um as always once we get about a month out i will do my annual you know i stopped short last year because you know i was still newer to the podcast but i will be giving my full full season predictions on win loss for every team. I like watching you guys pick that apart on the Facebook page. It's always fun. And, you know, all that stuff starting guys. It's really exciting. You know, this is the last month without football, you know, July, we get through this, we got preseason, got training camp, OTAs, all that stuff. And the man we're kicking off in September. So two months, we're almost to the start of the season. Yeah, when when most people ask us, you know, what we what we talk about in real talk, and I always tell them we're about eighty percent football and twenty percent everything else, and um, we're back. There, there's meat on the bone again, and I think it'd probably be a good idea. We'll put a poll up on the real talk page just about which uh, which division you guys want to hear broke down first, and we'll go from there. We'll let you guys pick the division, but we're gonna do them all. And uh, yeah, I'm excited about a few of them. I think that there's there's lots to say. You know, last year was our was our very famous segment where we basically, I don't want to say we destroyed them, but we nailed them and destroyed them, the Houston Texans, you know. Houston Texans, <laughs> boy. Woo. So looking we forward even to got doing more teams. The coach was fired, right? Come on. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to predicting more teams like the Houston Texans, like the Green Bay Packers. Uh, there's a lot of wild card teams out there that uh, we just really don't know what to expect. And it should be fun. And if you guys are listening, be sure, you know, a lot of you guys do follow the Real Talk page in the podcast for NFL specific stuff. So if you got friends that maybe you want to invite to listen as the NFL season picks up, you know, this time last year, um, I wasn't fully a part of the podcast yet. And, you know, our Facebook page was just kicking off and we had, you know, maybe 70 people on there. You know, our Talk page is up over 200 people now, so we should be having some, you know, we just put up a poll on who's the most hated team. We got plenty of votes on that, so when it comes to love teams, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of debate sparked about who's right and who's wrong on what divisions, and if you tuned in last year, I don't know if there's too many things Jeff and I agreed on, especially in placing teams before the divisions, so get two different looks at stuff, obviously, you and a Patriots fan, maybe some of that might be hard to bear when we get to those teams. But 
Stay tuned. It's right around the corner. Yeah, we're here. Um, I love football. I know you do too. That's literally why we started this podcast. And uh, yeah, we're look for, we look forward to this. This is big. You know, Brad literally called me the other day. He's like, Jeff. He's like, there's, you know, roughly, and I, I was like, I literally like finished your sentence. I'm like, you're going to the division breakdowns. I know we got to start them. And uh, I'm excited for it. You're excited for it. We're excited for the NBA Finals, too. We're excited for the end of the Euros. But at the same time, football is within reach. So with that said, we'll sign off today. Hope you guys listen. Hope you guys see us next week. And uh, be sure to vote on the poll about which teams you want us to break down first. I'll have that up here in just a little bit. And we'll see you next time. Later, guys. Later.